everybody, Mike Bustle here today. I wanted to get on here and talk to you guys a little bit about a lesson from the past. I'm going to say it's called a lesson from the past. And the reason being is as, I, as I'm going through my Bible, I'm actually seeing repeated things happening over and over again. And that's God's people, you know, turning from him. God sent in warning. And then after he sends a warning, his people would turn back to him and repent. Or in some cases, Sodom and Gomorrah, they're gone. So this being said, what I want to talk about today is how we're not learning a lesson, how, we, how we're thinking that we're walking so godly that we don't need to repent as a body of Christ or as, as a church and come back to Him. I'm not talking about the nation. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about us as a Christian nation. The Christians, the ones that believe in Christ, why is it that we can't figure out we need to repent and turn back to Him? And you're going to ask me, why do we need to do that? Let me give you a few examples. I'm going to start with by reading in Lamentations 3 and chapter, it's going to be uh, verses 38 through 42. It says, Does not the Most High send both calamity and good? Then why should we, mere humans, complain when we are punished for our sins? Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled against you, and you have not forgiven us. You know, all through this Bible is literally like a history lesson. It's a, not only a history lesson, but it's it's also called the Living Bible. So it should be lessons for today as well. So just because it happened 2,000 years ago doesn't mean it still don't happen today. It's just like with the with the, with the healing and with anything. Anything in this Bible still happens today. So as we go through here and reread the Bible, and we see all these examples of how then they, you know, God's people would turn from him and they would start worshiping other things like music and, and money, you know, for, for say today, We're, you know, it's all about the money and the churches anymore and all about the music and it's and, and the theatrical performances. It's like, it's out of hand. It's more about bringing, bringing the pastor's glory than it's more than it is bringing Jesus glory. Um, this is the thing. When, when I go and I, I think about it and I, I start reading all these things that God has done, we hear in these churches anymore more about the government and about COVID at times than we do about Jesus. We hear more about the pastors and their lives than we do about Jesus. And a place, a house of God is for worshiping God. It's a, called a, a house of prayer. It's where we go in and we seek God's face. It's when we go in and we want to hear a lesson about Christ. We don't really, it's not about going in and lifting up the enemy and always talking about what the left has done or what the Asian, you know, the Chinese has done or what COVID is doing. You know, COVID is real. You know, the, the government is real. You know, they did cheat. But you know what? What my Bible teaches me is God is sovereign. He's all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-powerful. He could change anything that he wants. He knows everything in advance. He knew Biden would be in there. He knew we would be sitting on Facebook and Instagram complaining about it. He knew that most of his people wouldn't even understand that he allowed it to happen. That there's nothing that he can't do to stop anything. It's, it's one of these things that we're like complaining about something that God has allowed. And But what we need to really be thinking is, why did God allow it? Why did God allow COVID? Why did God allow Biden into office, per se? You know, let's stop. I want to read to you real quick another one, and it's going to be out of Amos, and it's chapter 4. 
and it's going to be in verse 10. It says, I sent plagues among you like the plagues I sent on Egypt long ago. I killed your young men in war and led all your horses away. The stench of death filled the air, but still you you would not return to me, says the Lord. It's kind of like it's happening all over again. It's like a, it's like a, a lesson that we've not learned. It's like when you put your hand on the fire, it's hot and it burns. We know to take it off, but we know not to put our hand there again. It's like these people have already put their hand on the fire and got burned and learned and left us the lesson to learn from. But here we can't even ourselves see it. You know, God is showing us right now in these days that it's it's time that we repent and turn back to him we can say oh our churches are great our churches are holy no they're not and in revelations you know in uh, chapters two and three it tells me five of the seven churches need to repent one needs to strengthen itself and, and just hold strong the other one needs to get rid of the jezebel pastor out of the church you know it's it's it doesn't stop there we need to start turning back to God, start fighting these battles in in the spiritual realm. We need to start fighting these things on our knees instead of on Facebook and Instagram. It's got to stop. When it stops, the Lord will show himself. When we repent and truly turn to him, God will show himself. He's always been faithful through this whole Bible. He's been faithful when his people turned and went back to him. He was faithful to to show himself. I want to read to you another one we've heard so much as as a uh, as COVID has been around, and many people t- say, you know, it's about the nation, but I'm going to tell you right now, it is about the nation, but it's the Christian nation. It's not about us as a nation as a whole. It's about the, his people. So this is a, a this is after Solomon had finished building the temple and finished building the palace. He had went out and he made this long prayer to Jesus, made made his made this long prayer to God about about him hearing our prayers when things happen and this was Jesus's response and this is in the second chronicles 7 and it's going to start in chapter 11 it says the Lord's response to Solomon says so so Solomon finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace he completed everything that he had planned to do in the construction of the temple and the palace then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and said I have heard your prayers and have chosen this temple as a place for making sacrifices at times I might shut up the heavens so no rain falls, or command grasshoppers to devour crops, or send plagues among you. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and I will turn from and will turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven, and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this place, this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. You know, it tells me that, that God says that if his people who are called by his name would, would you know, turn and just acknowledge what we've done, he will hear them from heaven. He will hear every prayer. You know, why can't we figure out that we need to turn back to him? I mean, right now we're in such a battle. This is such a spiritual battle that we and we in church talk about the enemy while we're while we're trying to raise God up. Oh God, you're holy, but here let me let me say excuse me. <coughs> let me let me just talk about the enemy for a minute first. 
It's not about the enemy. It's about God and what God can do for us. You know, it's it's about it's about lifting our faith instead of showing the world that we have no faith. It's we got to get back to him. We got to get on our knees again. You know, he's always been faithful to hear our prayers. You know, when we when we turn back from what we're doing and if we do this as a nation, even if we doesn't do it as one church. I think if we did it as if one church was willing to step up and say, Lord, help help us cleanse your house. Let's, let us turn back to you. I believe a revival would start within that church. And when that revival starts, it's just going to be a domino effect because they're going to see the blessings that God's put on that place. It's happened through the Bible over and over again. Why can't we learn from the lessons? I'm going to read to you real quick. It's out of Isaiah 42. So in Isaiah 42, sorry, and that's uh, verses 23 through 25. It says, who will hear these lessons from the past and see the ruin that awaits you in the future? Who allowed the who allowed Israel to be robbed and hurt? It was the Lord against whom we've sinned, for the people would not walk in his path, nor would they obey his law. Therefore he, he poured out his fury on them and destroyed them in battle. All through this thing, it's just telling us that we're not walking, if we're not walking the right way, we need to turn back to him. And when we think we're walking right, we need to probably stop and think, are we actually walking the right direction? And start, you know, God is holy. The church is supposed to be holy and sanctified, set apart for Jesus. We're supposed to be showing our faith in, in, in Jesus in these places. We're supposed to be trusting in him instead of worrying about the problems. We're supposed to be praying for our enemies. So even though he's, you know, Biden's in office or COVID's happening, pray for the Chinese, pray for the, the, you know, it's, I don't understand. We need to honestly start thinking, rethinking and start praying for our enemies. You know, it was, it was a law. It was a command from God, you know, to pray for our enemies. We honestly need to do it. You know, yeah, we could say that they're not our enemies. We could say there are enemies if we're talking bad about them. And if we're talking bad about them, instead of doing that, we need to be praying for them. Uh, it's just, I just really want to learn from the past. And I want us all to start trying to walk right with God. You know, it's kind of like this. If God is all knowing and all seeing, we got to know that he knew this was going to happen. He's just waiting for us to turn back to him. So let's get on our knees. Let's make a decision today to turn back to God to turn back to them and to say, God, we're sorry. We forgive us for our sins. We, let's, we want to start seeing miracles, signs, and wonders again. We want to know that your, your presence, God wants to show his presence. You know, God wants to be, to be known and trusted and he wants us to have faith in him. You know, it's, uh, it shouldn't stop here. And you know, when we go into a church and church is calling for revival, it should be more than just 20 minutes of music and, 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 an hour, and an hour to 45 minutes of a pastor talking or a speaker speaking. You know, for, when we go to revival, we should go there on bent knees with a repentant heart and a repentant spirit and, uh, and honestly seeking his face. We should, you know, be on our knees and just praying for the nation and praying for ourselves to be forgiven for the sins that we've committed. You know, he's always been faithful to move when we're faithful and when we try to when we try to fix ourselves, she's always faithful to move. And, you know, we just need to get back to have a faith in him. When we, you know, faith is what gets him to move. 
Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. We know this. So it's time. We have to turn back to Him. God bless you guys. I pray you get something out of it. And pray you have a blessed week. In Jesus' name, amen.